The games are underway, and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 for grabs, and the best part is... It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to a USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. See you, you put on your Sunday finest for episode 200. That's right. It's a celebration of uh, it's a big celebration. <laughs> Everybody, put on your best black tie T-shirt. <laughs> it's a celebration. <laughs> what kind of what kind of flower is in your T-shirt tuxedo lapel? I don't know. You you got this for me, William. You you picked the flower. I'd say it's a carnation, a blue yes. carnation. And can I tell you something? The most underrated flower on God's green earth is the carnation. Is it? I thought it's a, you were a hydrangea man through and through. <laughs> oh, I definitely am a hydrangea man, but hydrangeas are are treated as they're appropriately as creme rated. de la creme. Yeah. yeah they, okay. But but. Um, but hydrangeas are sort of like if you can't afford roses, they'll they'll stick you with with carnations. But the truth is, carnations are nobody's second second best. <laughs> Certainly not your t-shirt tuxedo. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful, beautiful carnation. Yeah, I would say the whole the ensemble is a beautiful piece. Yeah. Uh, we should be drinking, obviously, uh, Bud Light Lime for this event, or at least something in the Bud Light fruit right. family. C- canon, yeah, yeah, uh, totally. You could get uh, an I- orange going, you could black cherry, maybe. <clears throat> Can I tell you, I haven't, I haven't had a, a sip of alcohol since, uh, what, t- Tuesday of... Two weeks ago, almost, almost two weeks ago. Um, as you recover from, on a, yeah, on account of my illness, on account of your illness, which you've, you've, according to the letter of the CDC law, you've kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The CDC <laughs> should listen to these alone. <laughs> they are screaming. Um, have you nibbled on a little app, a uh, little red delicious yet? <laughs> Be no. real with me. Be real with me. I haven't yet. Um, I haven't yet. Quite a lot of them in that bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, flavor slightly better than you might expect, but it, it do you have a textural issue with Red Delicious? Is that part of your problem Yeah, with that's it? part of it. I mean, I, I think it probably depends. 
They're, you know, they're what, most prone to the disgusting mealiness. Mealy, exactly. And are you telling me these are kind of mealy? I'm saying that they have, and I would, I would get on, I would get after them sooner than later. Oh, um, but maybe slice them up into pieces. Don't eat it off the core. I find is a better way to go about an apple, uh, a red delicious. Okay. And, uh, these do have a crispness to them that that uh, your mealier red delicious often don't. But that's good. But there's always the hint of mealy, even in the crispest, <laughs> even in the crispest, freshest red delicious on the planet. I, so, William, you have on a previous episode, I think this was on an episode. Maybe this was just in life, but but talked about how you don't really know much about apples, but describing Red Delicious as being especially prone to mealiness is exactly right. Well, I'm starting to learn a bit more as we <coughs> as we more regularly get them from the farmer's market, um, which is why I was so confounded by my false memory of you being a huge Red Delicious fan this morning, because I have found that that is my least favorite of the varieties, and discovered that that's the same for you i think we have not only talked about it dozens of times in real life what your favorite apples are but Uh, i think on this very podcast we've had that conversation right exactly that's what i'm talking about and you were like yeah i don't even know you know i i don't even know what my favorite one is right right right, right. yeah yeah i mean i uh I, i know what a granny smith is uh-huh. I now know what an empire is, and I like empire. Empire? I've never had empire. It's red-ish. It's kind of like a red and white colored apple. Okay. Uh, but that talk about crisp. That is crisp. Christmas <laughs> incarnate, my friend. <laughs> Tart. More tart than a red delicious. That sounds great. Yeah, Empire sounds like it's a it's a pretty high end apple. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, I think it's the carnation of apples. Just to bring this full circle to your t shirt tuxedo. <laughs> are you uh, are you are you reading something else right now? Or well, so okay. Truth be told, so somebody seems to have. They, they, I, I had, I'm looking at a video here of Kevin Durant, the faint, like his famous thing where he says, "I'm Kevin Durant, you know who I am," and this one has him decked out in Nets gear. But I was like, "But I'm sure I've seen him say that." I thought that the time that he said that he was not a net, and sure enough, if you Google it, you find him in his Golden State gear saying. Do you know that line where he says, y'all know who I am, I'm Kevin Durant? Um, it's one of his sort of memes. Okay. Anyway. Hey, Simon, as you know, the only meme I'm that familiar with is the one of the guy kind of looking behind him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the, where he's, he's, got, he's looking at um, uh, Some, like something passing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Claire, Claire yeah. we were talking about that on, yeah. the, on the walk over to deliver your Red Delicious today. And Claire said that I should, for Halloween next year, I should go as that meme. 
Yeah, definitely. And just so, so when someone asks me what I'm doing, I just sort of do a, a look over my shoulder inappropriately. So that, okay, I, I don't think that that's exactly the. Because <laughs> better or worse than wearing a pot on my head butt. and saying I'm a pothead. Because <laughs> no, that's, that's where I've set the bit. bar. Yeah, yeah. No, my favorite was when you went as Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> if Glenn Greenwald looked like me and had my clothes. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Okay, anyway, we should probably... Uh, Welcome we should people probably... back. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do so? Okay, folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, but with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation forgot to mention this extension. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. And Simon, this is a most special episode for you and I. It is our two, you and me. It is our 200th episode. That's right, William. 200, 7,500, 400 <laughs> minutes. What an absolutely wonderful uh, play. Yeah. What play is that? That's Rent. How oh. do you measure something in a year? Uh, that's your favorite all-time musical, right? <laughs> no, it's not. But What is William, your favorite? Okay, this is no. this is no better. It's worse, I think. Most people would say Sweeney Todd. <laughs> now that is a devilish barber. <laughs> is that loosely based on Jack the Ripper? Uh, is it based on Jack the Ripper? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so because he like eats the people. They, him and his wife eat the people. Uh, you want to know my Spoiler. pretentious pick for favorite musical? I hate what? musicals, obviously. I'm sorry I didn't ask you. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I, I feel like I do most of the question asking around here. It's <laughs> pretty lonely, you're, you're sort of my therapist here on this show. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, hey, very uh, artsy. Oh, very, yeah. Very artsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but 200, Simon, that puts <laughs> us at roughly four years of doing this. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about going to listen to our first episode, but I honestly couldn't take, like, I couldn't, I didn't want to do it. Because I, I, I know that there'd be funny times, we'd be like, oof, that's like, so bad that we did that, but it's funny. But there'd be so many times when it was just like, oh, God, I don't want to <laughs> listen to this. I think more terrifying, you'd be like, eh, it's about as good as we are now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, I, I need to go back to the classics. I mean, I think there's part of it too that's just like, like we've got we've become used to the um, the Skype ones, you know, and we occasionally do in person ones now. But I I do think that there is something lost in in doing it over Skype. 
for sure. And for I've, sure. I've definitely felt that about other podcasts I listen to, where it's like, you know, we're getting through it. It's fine because we've sort of now been conditioned to expect, expect vastly less from life and, and the world. Um, <laughs> but if you listen to stuff that was made pre-pandemic, there's just sort of a... a joy to it that has been uh, robbed of us for the last year and a half. Sure, sure. Um, and you more than more than most lately. But you're, you're on the <laughs> mend and there's light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. I'm all better, baby. It's all better. Okay, so for our 200th episode, we are going to our 200th episode in a podcast about the Nets, we are going to talk largely about carnations and red delicious. <laughs> and if there's any time for anything else, we may touch on a few Nets issues. Right. After our favorite musicals. <laughs> no, but what I what we are actually going to do this episode, we're going to do a very big Oh, sorry. Um, unlike you, Simon, I am having a beverage right now. We went, as you know, to Long Island last week, and um, I got a 12-pack of beer for the, uh-huh. for the trip, and I drank four uh-huh. of them. So I've got eight left over, and uh, I'm enjoying one of them right now. It was a, it was a variety pack of new <laughs> Belgium beer. Okay, I have, I have got to tell you, <laughs> I did not need to know that you took that pack of beer yeah. to Long Island. Correct. And how no, I many got it you in drank Long in Long Island. I got, oh, it, in got Long it in Long, Island. Long Island. You drank four. I drank four of the 12. Invite me to do the math there. That means you have eight yeah. left over, but you're drinking yeah. them now. Yeah. New Belgium, what does that taste Correct. like? That's the one. Oh, you're going to like this. Jesus Christ. New Belgium is the brewery that does Fat Tire. Oh, I do love which that. Which was that, sort that. of New Mexico's entree to the, the draft beer, or the, the craft beer craze. That is exactly right. That is, It was a precursor. It was a precursor, a harbinger, whatever you want to say. It was the thing that our, our, you know, your dad would drink when they were at a fancy party, you know, when you were when you were sixteen years old. Right. Sure. Um, so this is a new. I got. It's a variety pack, Simon. I'm doing a juicy haze IPA right now called the Voodoo Ranger. Oh, oh, so you know that clip from uh, from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think, when um, Ben Stein says something about about George H. <coughs> w. Bush's uh, voodoo economics. Oh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Right, quoting George George H. W. Bush. I recently learned that George H. W. Bush was ascribing the term voodoo economics to Reagan's completely insane idea that slashing income taxes would somehow eliminate the um, the national debt because it would create so much prosperity, et cetera, et cetera, right, um, in the right. 80s. But George Bush, that's what George Bush called Reagan's economic policy in the campaign because they were running against one another. And then in a very, very strange surprise twist, Reagan ended up having to select Bush as his running mate. Ah. So, and then, I mean, that's still the economic policy of 
at least the Republicans. Yeah, and many, many Democrats have adopted right. uh, comparable economic sure. policies. But yes. Uh, anyway, rel- you know, relates to my Voodoo Ranger, which I'm enjoying. Now. Yes, a nice, absolutely. A nice juicy. It's uh, one of eight remaining, Simon, from Long Island <laughs> last week. Count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, baby. I'd say this show has just as much edge as it did four years ago when we began it. I, when we, will it end, we, Nets Public? We, we drank more in those earlier episodes. We'd well, never, we were older. Yeah, younger, younger, I mean. younger. We, we would never, we'd never start an episode without at least a, a tall boy, I feel like, by ourselves. Right. Sure, sure. Well, we were edgy. We were edgy. We were fun. So, anyway, this episode, this celebratory episode of largely of us rambling, uh, <laughs> is going to include a very brief news roundup because, Simon, I think even um, even someone as, as skeptical of my claim that there's a lot of news this week would have to concede there is quite a lot of news this week that happened in Nets Nation. There is, So yeah. it will be very brief with that. Because what we're going to do to celebrate our 200th is to look back at... We've had three episodes, nickname episodes in the past, where we have come up with nicknames for our players. And I just thought this would be a good way not only to talk about, you know, nicknames, but to look back at how far we've come in the last four years Um, In terms of players that we've had on the Nets, different people we've been forced to spend hours and hours and hours talking about, we are going to, you know, we're going to delve back into a world in which Quincy Acey was a major part of our lives. Nick Stauskas was uh, a bright ray of hope at one point. And players like that. So... Uh, basically, the, the nicknames and looking back over some of them will just be a way to remember some of the nets of yore, who we loved so much at the time, and now many of whom are almost completely erased from my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, at least for my part, when I gave these people nicknames back back then, I wouldn't really say they were nicknames for the most part. Largely just <laughs> puns. Right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Largely just puns. So, listeners, let us know if you think a pun is a nickname or if we should co- <laughs> we should call it something else. Right. Okay. Well, Simon, let's do a quick news roundup, shall we? Okay. As you suggested at the, the top of this thing, or about seven minutes into it, because we were talking carnations at the top, Uh, Katie has signed a four-year extension. Great news, right? Great news. Fantastic news. Uh, Anything to say beyond great news, fantastic news, or shall we move on? Yeah, well, as I said in our little text thread, it it hasn't been too many years ago that uh, we were were pining for for, uh, Bumpy to... um, Tyler Johnson, to please, please let Miami not match that hot, hot offer sheet. Right. And maybe we could get to see Tyler Johnson play uh, in a Nets uniform. Um, and now we have arguably the best player in the entire NBA committed to us. Now, again, we all know how stars can force their way out. But at the very least, 
you know, under contract with our team for another um, five years, if you include the the, the season that's, that's coming up here. So that's so exciting. It's thrilling that he didn't want to, you know, go into free agency next year. He's not um, pulling a Kawhi Leonard right now. What is Kawhi doing? Uh, he whatever it's called, renounced his contract or didn't pick up his player option for this year. And uh, they don't really know what he's doing. I mean, it's they're presuming he's going to sign a different contract. Right. Uh, but with them, but it's totally unclear. Got it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's fantastic. And that should, I, there are like a couple of, I was reading, I didn't realize this, but like, there's actually some disincentives for like Kyrie to um, extend this year because uh, he can sign a five-year extension next year for more money. <laughs> um, and uh, if there were betting odds <laughs> on whether Kyrie Irving will be in the NBA for five more years, I would <laughs> put almost everything I have on him not being <laughs> in the under? NBA for five more years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm just saying financially, you know, right. and Harden, I forget exactly what what the incentives are for him. But so we'll see if those two, in short, we'll see if those two follow suit with an extension. But the the straw that stirs the drink for your Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, is you know either going to be with us or he's going to be catastrophically injured. We really, really hope not. Or, um. You know, he'll force his way out in a trade and we'll get something pretty exciting for him. So it's a great day. It's a fantastic uh, day. And, and to contrast it with Tyler Johnson is exactly what a 200th episode, you know, <laughs> can do, right? Like we have a memory of spending, I don't know, six hours talking about how good Tyler Johnson probably might be. <laughs> yeah. of, of, I think... of fantasizing about what it might be like one day to get Otto Porter to come here. Otto was a huge one. Otto, that was the, I think that was the first year we did it was, was the year of, uh, was D'Angelo Russell, which was also the year of the, the, the max contract offer for Otto where like truly, yes, there was no one on earth I could think of who could be a better net than Otto Porter. Yeah. I mean, to this day, I would say 98% of my opinion of Otto Porter is based <laughs> on the faith that he must be amazing because we offered him that insane contract several years ago. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, wow, Golden State won the won the free agency this year. They picked up Otto Porter. He hasn't played in five years since you offered him that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yes, KD, uh, who many are saying greatest player in the world right now, after the Olympics, uh, after what he did to help the U.S. win the Olympics, I mean, we saw what he did in the playoffs. He completely carried this team and almost basically single-handedly beat the team that went on to win the entire championship, where his foot just slightly smaller than size 18. That's an <laughs> enormous foot. Yeah, that is a big foot. Uh, but he's just a, a huge guy. It was. Uh, did you watch the final uh, Olympics finals yesterday? No, I, I didn't. 
anyway, I guess my main takeaway was he he, he was tall. He was definitely the tallest guy on the <laughs> on the Nets. What, I mean, wait, on the on the on Team USA. Can I give you a quick a quick um, take on the Olympics as somebody who didn't watch any of the games? Uh, yeah, no, I I, Do- I I prefer takes that are, <laughs> are coming from that that sort of lack of uh, knowledge. Thank you. One, okay. Here, the, the, my my take is this: Dame Lillard sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you were able to get that and, and you didn't have to watch him very much sucking because (laughs) had you watched it, that impression would have 100% been confirmed. You did see Shams's tweet today, right? No. Uh Shams, like uh, basically the second that the games were over, uh, Shams put up a tweet, like literally as soon as the game was over that said, uh, sources, Dame Lillard was suffering abdominal something 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 but played through it to be a part of team usa Uh okay he was he was truly um hard to watch he missed two clutch free throws to basically clinch the game last night i mean they still won um also someone who is good for sure is impactful but is terrible at offense and i mean we know this very well because we watched the seven games no terrible at offense i'm I'm talking about someone new here uh is is drew holiday (laughs) oh 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 god so bad at offense like you you never have faith that a three-pointer is going to go in he's cannot finish around the rim to save his life he is insanely good at defense though and was a very impactful player on the court yeah yeah but yeah really truly dreadful um offensively Hmm. all right we got to get through this news roundup if we're going to get through the truly staggering number of nicknames and really have the retrospective that we need so so dearly here sure okay a couple new acquisitions to mention patty mills deandre bimbry uh-huh, those uh-huh. are new. Those are new nets. Other than obviously the people we drafted, um, Patty Mills, a pretty big victory, I think, for the Nets to get him over the Lakers. Could have helped both teams significantly, I think. Uh, I imagine you're probably a little more excited about him than DeAndre. Uh, yes, extremely excited for it. He, he's my number one free agent acquisition. Um, you know that that's that's our best. That's the best that we did. Other than I think getting Blake back for a minimum, um, and Bruce Brown, and, and Bruce Brown for like four million, right? So our uh, re-signings, Blake and Bruce Brown, both really big that we picked them up. If we'd lost both of them and Jeff Green, that would have been that would have been a body blow. I think. I do think Patty Mills has a chance to have a really big role on this team um, oh, yeah. with all the injuries, obviously. Oh yeah, and a pretty good shooter, good good guy. Just seems like right. People love Patty Mills. Yeah, and I've actually got a few nicknames for him later. Oh my, Mio Mayo, yeah. and uh, James Johnson. Did we talk about him? Oh, yet? James Johnson. I didn't even write him down. No, James Johnson. Love him. Toughness, grit. Javon Carter. Toughness, grit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, do you? Uh, let me just briefly. Can I tell you my? Can I give you my um, my goods? We've already gone through the goods. Can I give you my my bads and thing to watch? 
on on um, free agency. Can I can I give you a thing to watch before you do all of yours? Yes, please. Uh, I still, and I mentioned this last week, but it's it's I'm convinced of it now. Joe Harris is going to get moved. Really, big time. What, what I makes think you he's going to be. I think he. I think he. He might be the price of, uh, of, of DJ getting moved. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I just I, the the rumors regarding re, regarding Bryn, the picking up of Patty Mills, who's kind of a three point guy. I'm just getting the sense that there isn't much faith that Joe Harris is going to be able to to contribute in the playoffs and that we could get a ton for him. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, I mean, I... And by uh, a ton, I mean maybe getting off DeAndre Jordan, which is a ton. Because, like, <laughs> saving those two guys' salary, that's like $30 million total between the two of them, but would end up being, like, $80 million or something like that with luxury tax and all that. Right. So you'd, you'd, you'd probably be taking back salary as well. But yeah, yeah, you yes, it's it's a lot of, right, the multiplier effect of any salary Yeah. at this point is, right. So it's basically like $40 million to, to keep DeAndre, for example. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that we would get some somebody productive, like a Miles Turner or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, something nice for, like uh, the absolute perfect center for this team. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they talk – the way they talk about Miles Turner on podcasts, like they cannot the, – the Pacers can't give him away. I, it's insane. It's insane to me. He was leading the league in blocks for a while. He can shoot threes. Yeah. I guess he just can't rebound very well. But hell, yeah, we can't I, rebound anyway. So let's, no, you know. and we've done nothing. So so speaking of which, that's a great that's a great segue, William, to my quick. I'll be quick here. My my dislikes. I've gone over my my likes. I like all the people that we just mentioned, especially Petty Mills. Uh, but here are some some worries. Uh, Sean Marks started his his free agency kickoff press conference. The only thing he said about free agency was that we. He's going to look to address defense and rebounding at the center position. I would say we have done none of that um, so far as as we basically finished um, building our roster. We have not added any new center or any new defense, any new like. Well, other than the rookie. Right. Other than the rookie who was already on the team by the time Sean said that. but. But yeah, so so that's worrying. Uh, we lost Jeff Green, as you mentioned, and we didn't get anybody who really totally replicates his skill set. James Johnson is a similar size, and I think will fill a similar role. But his three point shooting is much worse. Like he's a thirty percent career three point shooter, uh, and um, I would say that we lost a little bit of shooting overall with Shamit and Green leaving. I know we picked up Mills and. And, you know, so, and Javon Carter can shoot three okay, but I would still say on the whole we've lost a bit of shooting. And then my last thing, William, I've noticed that on our, on our roster now we have some people who can shoot threes and we have some people who can play D, but we have almost no one who is a three and D other than, like, Kevin Durant. Um, so that's a little worrying to me. I don't know. How are you feeling about free agency? 
Um, I think that we're a better team. Okay. Already than we were last year. I think obviously losing Jeff Green. Jeff Green hurts, but I think uh, I think your your Patty Mills and bringing in Javon Carter and and Bimbry and um, and Johnson, especially Johnson, they just add a toughness to this team that we've long been looking for, and I think that's what Sean Marks is looking for that that we needed like some Bobby Portis energy, right? On yeah. this team, that we just needed a guy who's willing to go out there and kick some ass, and that's that's uh, that's going to be Johnson's role. But Bimbry and and Javon Carter, I mean Javon Carter is a mean <laughs> mean guy on the defensive end. He will get up in your grill all the way up and down the court. Um, so I I just I just I think that while losing um green is is rough like the acquisition of those four guys plus i'm excited about the rookies we talked about it last time yeah yeah and i think yeah, they have a, a real chance to, to do something so i just see like at this point we've lost spencer dinwiddie who didn't play at all last year and yeah. was a complete non-factor and and uncle jeff and i'd say that what we've brought back in is is more exciting than just like jeff green on his okay. own all right. Uh, oh, I guess we we lost Shan, Shan uh, Shamit too, but right. Um, I don't think either of us were ever terribly high on him. Although I did uh, try to claim he was good at one point. Oh yeah. All right. So we've got to say bye to Spencer Dinwiddie officially, Simon. We signed. Uh, sorry, S and T'd him. S ampersand T'd him for <laughs> stash Nikola. Uh, Milu, Milutinov, a guy that you and I have been watching from his early days on whatever national team he was on. Yes, I, I, you know, he was drafted in 2015. Right, and he just signed a three-year deal, so he won't be available for three more years. But <laughs> one of the more intriguing stashes out there, and a few oh, yeah. second-rounders. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for me, my main reaction to that is similar to uh, when the alarm goes off in the morning and I want to hammer snooze. <laughs> yeah, and there was so much. It was like... So much anticipation, like what are we gonna get? What, right. you know? How good does Thomas Bryant fit on this team? Right, exactly. Can can we really absorb that salary? Well, we'll have to figure out how. <laughs> we need seven teams to somehow get us Nikola Milutinov, who I hope we never forget, um, <laughs> and a few second rounders. Maybe right. it's unclear if they're we're definitely getting them or they're protected or what. But <laughs> uh, favorite Spencer memory before we turn to uh, walk down memory lane of of nickname Alley. Uh, I love the. I mean, okay. Tr- truthfully, you know, had some great come, you know, had some good comeback from behind wins. I would say my real Spencer, my non-ironic, mean Spencer Dinwiddie memory is we were at this game, but it was the game that Kobe was there, and Spencer took the last shot of the game. He dribbled, you know, dribbled, got to the hole, 
and you know scored the the game-winning bucket in front of uh, Kobe and his daughter. It was very exciting. And I would say my other favorite memory of Spencer is that great video of him going through the um, scanner at the airport, and it goes off, and he like he kind of like uh, jolts in a funny way. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't have that many positive memories of Spencer Dinwiddie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's going to be good on the on the Wizards? Wizards? Um I I don't know. I I um I don't know. I I've only known him as somebody who's like Oh, just sort of like icing on the cake guy, like guy that we're like, oh shit, like, you know, got to rely on Spencer because this person's hurt or, you know, whatever. And, and now it's like he's on a team where the, the pressure's kind of on that team a bit. Yeah, because um, they want to resign Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal wanted him to come. I mean, I think he's a guy who had at most one elite skill, which was blow by, get to the bucket guard right yes like that that was his skill that was his skill at getting to the free throw line uh he suffered an injury that could very seriously um impair that that skill and the other things he has are like mediocre defense an inability to pass and a bad shooter so yeah and those were like in peak athletic days. So he doesn't have any of those skills where it's like, well, you know, even if like, like when KD was coming back, they're like, ah, oh, you know, maybe he's going to be like Dirk Nowitzki or something, just taller than everyone. And he can just sort of plod around and shoot if he's lost some of his athleticism. Like Spencer can't do that. He's a hundred percent athleticism. So if he doesn't have that, I do not know what you're going to get for him. From yeah. Him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I admire his ability to try to um, convert himself or his contract into various crypto uh, investment vehicles. That was always it was always interesting to try to do the sort of like forensic dissecting of how exactly he was going to like Kickstarter himself into a new contract that was a coin of some kind and that you could exchange for for um, not cameo something or other. It was just like it just felt like everything for him (laughs) became this elaborate crypto hustle. Yes. Um, yes. So you know, always interesting. But uh, I think, I think he could turn into quite a headache if uh, if he's not the athletic wonder that he was uh, for the Nets. Yeah, I mean, and, but he, he is also finally starting, right? He'll, he should he should be anyway. He'll, he'll probably be the two the the starting point guard. Yeah, he should be the starting point. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea, that he's going to be the starting point guard. I don't know if they have even a backup one at this point. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, good good, good, good luck, Spencer. Um, any news that we missed before we go take this trip down memory lane? I don't think so. All right, so what we're going to do is I'll go through these lists from the past. I'll say the player... Let's reminisce about the player a bit, 
give our our you know what what the name inspire what feelings they inspire in us, and then I can give like you know their IMDb nickname and whatever nickname I had written down. These are these are terrible. My nicknames, I'm, and I'm <laughs> I'm sorry to our listeners who have listened to these three previous podcasts. They were they're quite bad. Um, but get ready to re-listen. Uh, but yeah, mostly I'm, I'm thinking of this more as like a way to, to think back on former Nets. Sure. So I just copy and pasted this. This is a big one from the past. I kind of wish we'd saved it for a while, but he's at the top of the list. D'Angelo Russell. Uh-huh. What was your, what was your name? Oh, well, I just said, you know, we could talk about him a bit. But, yeah, I'll give you the name. Uh, basketball reference nickname was D-Lo Deloading. My nickname, this is, I mean, it's just terrible. Uh, <laughs> so his first name is D'Angelo, and so I was going to say we could call him D apostrophe Brooklyn. <laughs> That is horrible. It's so, so, so bad. And he really warranted a better one. He's probably my favorite net of the last five years. Oh, yeah. That's no, there's zero question about I, that. I loved, I loved, like, I think the genesis of Stat Station was me wanting to statistically justify why D'Angelo Russell was better than idiotic Nets fan favorites, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie. (laughs) (laughs) Like D'Angelo's actually good. Uh, Those guys are very much not. Um, At least they're, you know, not good at shooting. Um, And, uh, you know, he's just a guy, I, I think like when we got him, that was sort of like what began to turn the Nets around, right? Like, we Sean Marks was going to start building around him, building this culture. We made the playoffs in his first season or second season, uh, second season. And I don't know. Everything just seemed to to, to turn once we got D'Lo. Yeah. Or absolutely. as many people call him, to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hardly knew ye. Okay. Do you have any parting D'Angelo Russell thoughts before we move on? I feel like I had a nickname for him. Now, I don't remember if this was a nickname or if this was, like, what product they would – the um, – I don't remember, but it was D'Orangelo de, Pudding. What? D'Orangelo. D'Orangelo Pudding? De, yeah, yeah. D'Orangelo. No, I'm sorry. No, it was Deanne. No, I'm sorry. It was D'Angelo pudding. Oh, that makes a lot more sense than Dion. That's what it was. D'Angelo pudding. Jello pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, we're moving on. Damari Carroll, aka the Junkyard Dog. Great guy. Great role player. Great leader. Was known as the Swag Daddy for a yeah. while. Yeah. Great fashion sense. Yeah. Like, had a great tenure on the Nets. Like, it had gotten a big contract from his time in the Hawks, went to the Raptors, really disappointed, came to the Nets, was a stud. Like, some nights, sort of like a Garrett Temple type, some nights was our best player, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was great. He, he was a real culture um, uh, creator. So I have a, a just 
two inexplicable ones to me now. <laughs> I mean, I, I were so far removed from the context of why I was saying these things. Demaraway Stare Carol. As in, first, like, a faraway yeah, as in a faraway stare. in a faraway stare, but I don't know why that would be <laughs> him. Like, I These nicknames no... are so good, William. <laughs> and Carol, Carol Cat, which... Oh, as in Feral Cat. Oh, as in Feral Cat, right. As in Feral Cat. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Damare, you deserved better than those, and I'm glad neither stuck. Yeah. Uh, Nick Stauskas. Mm. So this is a real, a real time time machine. This is right after one of the hottest trades with our rivals, the Sixers. Right. We yeah, send away yeah. beloved Trevor Booker. <laughs> we get back Nick Stauskas in return. AKA Sauce Castillo. That's his actual name. And and your easily second favorite net, if not first, honestly. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so we get Nick Stauskas, Sauce Castillo. My nickname for him, Simon, I don't mind this one. Stevie Nick Stauskas. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. But again, these are more puns than they are really nicknames. Yes. Uh, I'd say Nick Stauskas was kind of a bust for the old Nets. Yeah, no shit. I'd say not only for the old Nets, but for the <laughs> right. NBA. He had, the year after we had him, he had like a three-game period where people were like, oh boy, Nick Stauskas is heating up. I was like for Portland or something, and then he... Regressed. Yeah, it was Portland or or the Raptors somewhere. He went somewhere. It looked like he had a little flash in the pan, but yeah, he is he's washed. I'm not sure if he plays internationally, and I I frankly don't even care to do the Google lookup for that. <laughs> uh, so the other guy we got in that that blockbuster trade was the man for whom there was a free jaw movement underway <laughs> because everyone right. was like yeah philly's squandering this super talented big i loved him jalil okafor still to this day top five nets of the last last decade for me yeah definitely um again top two probably probably him <laughs> i would build a team around him and and d'angelo russell and just have <laughs> The most pitiful team of all time. Uh, anyway, a guy who was born 20 years too late would have been great in the <laughs> 80s or 90s. Um, there's really not a lot of room for back-to-the-basket, unathletic bigs anymore. Ja, 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 Big J, Little Sully on Basketball Reference. I had three nicknames for him, Simon. Oh, my God. Kenny's Achilles heel because uh-huh. Kenny Atkinson just would not play him. Yeah, he Kenny had was in pretty good company there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't understand why like he'd get in and he'd he'd flash greatness. He'd get like twelve points in four minutes or something like that. Right. And Kenny would and we sit his ass down on the bench. Points. Yeah, we would this plus minus was dreadful. <laughs> <clears throat> Kenny's Achilles heel, why and what's the reason Okafor and what is it good Okafor? <laughs> <laughs> Great ones, William. This is great. I could I couldn't think of of a of a better way to ring in two hundred. 
than looking back at some really bad player name puns from the past. If we get to 300, we should just replay this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Okay. So okay. drafted, he was like the last guy drafted by the Billy King regime, right? Yeah. Who, yeah. who still had like promise that could that could become something. You and I got into a, a couple fights about whether Rondé was good. Uh, you were convinced he was good. I was convinced he couldn't shoot and would never be able to shoot. Right, Is that a fair right. characterization of? I don't. Okay, I I just think that yes, I thought he was going to be better that he could that he could improve his shooting to the point where it, it wasn't like an extreme liability. You you were skeptical of it, and you you felt like it was absurd. We had to play him as a power forward. Now that guy of of any profile, let's say he even. Let's say he shot like 35% or something from three. You didn't even have to necessarily play him at the four. He's so hardcore a four in today's NBA, it's not even funny. Yeah. he. I mean, if not five. If not small yeah. ball five. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, never developed as a shooter. I believe if we wanted Rondé Hollis Jefferson today, we could go out and get Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Definitely. I, I do he's not think agent. he's rostered. He's a free agent. Hit that my nickname for him, it was bad then, it's worse now, it was Monticello. Because what? that is the estate, I believe, that of Thomas Jefferson. And oh, they share what a the, history last, buff. the last name Jefferson. Wow. That I feel one, like I'm, I'm, that, I'm watching PBS over here. Yeah, that one never caught on. Uh, but, you know, as, as you say, <laughs> we all learned a little bit. That day about Monticello. Yes, indeed. That that's uh, you, you'd, you'd be a good um, substitute teacher, William, because you'd put on um, uh, education TV and walk away. Right. Uh, all right. Our next guy was was the first <laughs> exhibit of Sean Mark's true genius as a drafter, oh. a guy who is just perpetually on the cusp of breaking out and having an All Star season. This, I believe, is year six of him almost maybe going to do it, definitely about to become an all-star. If he only only dragged his EFG (laughs) above 42% or whatever dreadful thing it's at. And that is the beloved (laughs) Karis LeVert. Simon, Mm -hmm. you're a Karis stan. Uh, Do you remember your nickname for the guy? Uh, no. I had two bad ones. Karis Bueller's Day Off and Save Karis. <laughs> Those are great. Okay, great. Um, great that we've referenced Ferris Bueller's Day Off twice in this episode. Well, you have, to well, be fair. It's, it's definitely more of a you movie than me. Have you? You've seen it. I don't know that I've seen it the whole way through. I've definitely seen chunks of it. Oh, there's a movie that we really need to see together. I think it's called Good Guy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm listening. Who? It's got the the woman from Killing Eve, and then maybe Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Uh, 
free guy? God damn it. Okay, anyway, we'll talk about it some other time. This was a bust. Yes, free guy. Okay. <laughs> no, 2021, it's a comedy action film, Simon, which apparently all, like, blockbuster comedies now need a, a, a little taste of action. It's called Free Guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. A bank, pel- a bank teller called Guy realizes he is a background character in an open-world video game called Free City that will soon go offline. Uh-oh. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, uh, you know... So he's a video game character. A normal dude who realizes he's trapped in a video game, and then there's, like, a hot secret agent who, like, tips him off to this fact, and they, you know, destroy the world and... I mean, destroy the enemy and save the world. Great. Yeah, sounds good, right? Yes. Uh, Sounds a little better than Karis LeVert's effective field goal percentage, in my opinion. Okay, (laughs) next up, Timothy Mozgov. Oh, I loved this. I was hoping I honestly. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I love this one. Yeah, so easy to love Timothy Mozgov in retrospect. Right yeah. at the time, at the time it was hard because he came over and you're like, "All right, big contract, big contract, part of the Brook Lopez deal." Want to get something from him? And within about two games, it became clear if Timothy Mozgov had anything left to give, he wasn't giving it to the Nets. Right, um, right. So then we just had to like find ways to appreciate him that weren't basketball related. So I remember talking at length about like his weird um, stationary bike routines on the sideline, or sort of like you'd watch for for like how he interacted with guys on the bench or something, and be like, "Oh, that's fun. That's nice," you know, because he basically just didn't play, and when he did play, he very clearly didn't care. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I've got, looks like five nicknames for him here. <laughs> so Basketball References nickname for him is Mozzie. Okay, okay. Which kind of is what got me thinking about his the first one I gave him, which is Timmy Caprici. Because uh, a Caprici oh, salad has uh, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm, delicious. And then the, re- <laughs> the rest of them are... Are articulating the the rage I felt towards him that is, is no right. longer there. I just have like nice feelings, you know. It all worked out for everyone. We made it through. But yeah. basically, the point is, I didn't want him on the team anymore. I think I'm I'm gathering from my nicknames for him. So <laughs> next one is Timothy Moz gone. Uh-huh. Um, nothing in life is Timothy, as in free. <laughs> Oof, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. Where'd all our cap space Mozgov go? Because there's <laughs> go. go. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parentheses in that one. That is right. That one's more of a reading <laughs> one than a, than an aural one. Mm. And then <laughs> the final one is the most simply put. Why won't you just Mozgov away? That was the one I remember. <laughs> must go away. Must go away. That that I remember all these years later. Ha! Huh, great guy though. He's yeah. definitely not playing basketball anymore. But he no, made no, a no. boatload of money. <laughs> LeBron got yes. that guy paid in a major way. All right, next guy, Quincy AC. Probably of all of the quote unquote stretch fours that the Nets have had, 
he was probably the one that tortured me the most. Yeah, I think that's right. I I spewed hours and hours of bile <laughs> on these programs. Go back and listen to them, <laughs> folks. Of Quincy AC Bile. I'd, something about that guy just really pissed me off. Well, it was, I mean, I think in your defense, like, it was clear to us and clear to, I think, every Nets fan that he he was a classic net player that was only going to be on the Nets. Yes. There was a time where the Nets employed, like, at least a third of our roster were players that will never, ever be on in the NBA after the Nets let them go. No, and I know. He, I remember having but, episode an entire episode where we just talked about which of the players could potentially be on another NBA team. And there were like six best, or like seven that were definitely, ne- definitely <laughs> yeah. never going to play on another team. <laughs> and, and Quincy Acey was one of them, but Quincy Acey would get major, major time, including crunch time, yes. which is when he really, really stepped in. Yeah, it. if you think D'Angelo Russell had some flubs late in games, Quincy <laughs> Acey was the OG of that. Like, he would, you know, we'd have like, all right, all we need to do to win this game is inbounds it. Up, oh, Quincy Acey's thrown the ball off his face somehow. <laughs> He was not good in the pressure cooker. No. So my two nicknames for him, one was Raw Diamond because he needs to get cut. And right, right, the right, other was Laundromat right. because he's about to get washed from the league. Right, right. Well, all both correct. Both correct, yes. I do believe he is one. Like, Mozgov was like, cool, I got paid close to $100 million, maybe more than $100 million. I'm not going to go play overseas. Uh, Quincy AC, I believe, is playing overseas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, Jared Allen. Guy, I think, like, we both legitimately really, really liked and missed. You recently, did we talk about this last time, thought that if we had Jared Allen instead of Joe Harris, we could have we won that Buck there, series? There's no doubt in my mind, because I think he would have guarded um, and done a decent job on Giannis. And he would have gotten fucking rebounds, which was the thing that maybe more than anything else really did us in, was the inability to, like, secure a defensive rebound. Well, I have, I mean, this is, this is bad. Uh, I think this was pretty early in Jarrett's career, maybe even his rookie season. Um, so they're not as respectful as I wish that they had been. Um, I mean, they're fine, but one is Jarrett Maximust Allen because he was so into macaroni and cheese. Oh, Uh, yikes. (laughs) Jarrett Jarrett Corn on the Lob Allen. Ooh, okay. Because he was a lob lob catcher. Of course, of course. And then one of our listeners at the time. Submitted the best one for him, like really a great one, and I feel like he should have this. This had the potential to actually catch on, but it was Doctor Blocktagon. Yeah, yeah. Well, not many people know who Doctor Octagon is. I, I, you and I grew up in an age and, and with a certain social group that knows who he is, but I don't think that many people know Doc Ock, right? Oh, I would put him I, in, like, I don't know, five most famous people I confidently know anything about. Okay. 
I would urge you to, to see <laughs> the name recognition that that guy has of people under 40. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a great nickname. Yeah, it's a great nickname. And Dr. Absolutely. Octagon, if you haven't heard if, if you haven't heard his stuff, check it out. Weird. Yeah, absolutely. Weird. <laughs> funny, though. Very funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, quite weird. All right, Alan Crabb. This is the guy Ooh. that Simon went all in for from the start. <laughs> and and it hurt. Do you mm-hmm. want to tell our listeners maybe who haven't heard us talk about this before about your Alan Crabb Halloween costume? Oh, yeah. Well, folks, I got what I think is technically a lobster hat, and it's a hat of, um, like, a little um, sea creature, crab, or, or lobster with little eyes, and then um, claws, and you, you put it on your head like a hat. And uh, then I wore a Nets shirt, and I went as Alan Crab. <laughs> and your tweet of me doing that got um, got retweeted by Nets Daily. Did it? Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. Well, I've got a few nicknames for him. Well, I've got a lot more nicknames. We're not going to do... I'm, I, I'm realizing because we're almost at the hour mark. We're not going to do current nets. We can do that in another episode, maybe next week. Okay. And and uh, I'll, I'll spare people that. But we still have a, several names to get through, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the pace here. Uh, my Alan Crabb nicknames I think are kind of good. One, okay. I mean, one is just the name of one of our episodes, which is Crab, It's What's For Dinner. Okay. Um, from the famous Beef, It's What's For Dinner ad campaign, obviously. Uh, another one, and this this gives you a sense of, of where the Nets were at at the time. Alan, quote, probably better than Andrew Nicholson, question mark, Crab. <laughs> so this is the world we're living in. If 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 a wing that we get is better than Andrew Nicholson, we're excited. And in Alan Crabb's case, I would, I would, you know, hammer the qualifier probably on that one. Definitely played for the Nets for longer than Andrew Nicholson, but I don't know how much better he was for the Nets. Uh, he was bad. Andrew Nicholson was so bad. Andrew Nicholson was garbage. My final one for Alan Crabb. I think you'll like this one, Simon. An Easter Bunny, a priest, and an Alan Crabb eye walk into a bar. <laughs> Great, quote, nickname. <laughs> Come on, hit this three in Easter Bunny, a priest, and an Alan Crab eye walk into a bar. <laughs> Knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, had a couple common spins for the Dinwiddie, both terrible. Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy oh, yeah, okay. Lynn took a gamble on him. We thought he was going to work out because Kenny Atkinson was like the guy on the Knicks bench who'd activated him. Yep. We thought we were going to get a repeat of Lynn Sanity. What we mostly thought was we were going to get a player who ever played. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. And it was right in the heart of what would have been the prime of his career that he got devastating injury after devastating injury. Yeah, very sad. A very, very sad. Um, my nicknames for him, one, this is actually nickname-esque, the owl. 
uh, because he'd been injured for so long that oh, every oh, time okay. someone says Jeremy Lin's p- name, people ask, look around and ask who, who? <laughs> uh, That's a deep one. The Canuck, because this is a deep this, Oh, right. Because he, he had gone to Canada to rehab. Right, 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 and right. And then the last one uh, for him was Job. Like, like the biblical figure Job, who is just like sent through a series of agonizing uh, okay. tests that, you know, are, are meant to yeah, push a human being to the breaking point. Stretching my biblical knowledge. <laughs> well, get Hillary over here. <laughs> it's women in the Bible with it's her forte. <laughs> it's her O for 8 forte. <laughs> <laughs> Double down! <laughs> Why? Because when I was four, I went to a Bible class. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was that was brutal. All right. Tyler Zeller. I'm oh not sure God. in the I don't I'm not sure of all the Zellers where what? Tyler ranks. I think he's second tier. I think it's Cody one, Tyler uh-huh. two. And then there's like a. Morgan or Mitchell or I didn't know there was a third. There's one. a third Zeller, and he's the worst. We got the what? second. Second. <laughs> what an irrelevant net, Tyler Zeller. Um, backup big in one of the years that we won like 22 games or something. Yeah. Really, really sucked. He doesn't play in the league. Uh, my nicknames for him are too are terrible. Styler Zeller, don't even know what that means. <laughs> old Zeller, as in old, old Yeller. Yeller. That's a good one. Uh, Tyler Dead Dog Zeller. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I do not know no, where that. It would require going back into the deep archives of Nets Daily, I think, to try to try to uncover what. Dead dog could possibly what? mean related to Tyler. What's going on there? Um, all right, Isaiah Whitehead, okay. and this is the first guy I think Simon, where this was like similar to the Alan Crab thing. Like Alan Crab took a little longer, but Isaiah Whitehead was like a a guy that it seemed like Mark staked a lot on. Like I can, I can see talent where others don't, and so I think we both had a lot of faith that Isaiah Whitehead would actually be good. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't good. He was terrible. Right. And, yes, and, and immediately washed from the league. My nickname for him was. Isaiah, quote, this is a long one and a terrible one. That feeling you get when you watch the annual Coney Island hot dog eating contest, because he was from Coney Island, parentheses, which is part physical revulsion paired with a deep existential despair (laughs) over the state of humanity, in parentheses, in quotations, Whitehead. (laughs) I guess I was pretty pissed at Isaiah Whitehead by that point. Yeah, yikes. Was he on the team for one or two years? Uh, it was two years technically, I think, but... By the end um, of two, it was clear he was not long for this one. Ex- exactly, because the first year we were like, oh shit, is he our point guard of the future? And then by the second year, it was like, 
he's going to spend most of his time in Long Island. And we were like, what? This was the best player on our team. <laughs> um, but then he did spend, you know, pretty much his entire second year in Long Island. And we cut him. Oh, yeah. B- big time. Um, okay. So there are there are a few more guys, Simon. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is insane. Um, we'll go quickly. Wilson Chandler. Uh-huh. Liked him. I liked him a lot, actually. Liked him. Oh, yeah. Probably my favorite stretch four that we've ever had. <laughs> Besides Kevin Durant. Besides Kevin Durant, yeah. Uh, my nicknames for him were terrible. Tennis Kicks, because Wilson, I think, is a brand of uh, tennis uh, kicks. Uh-huh. And 90s TV show character, Chandler. Uh, Garrett oh, Temple. Right. Garrett Temple. Uh-huh. His middle name was Bartholomew, so I gave him the nickname The Apostle. Because right, I remember that. That's 12. a good one. Theo Pinson was spark plug on IMDb, or not IMDb, but uh, Basketball Reference. My nickname for him was Dance Cam. Apparently, Theo Pinson signed with the Bucks. Yeah, I think it's um a, a, a like a training camp contract, whatever huh. those are called. Uh, okay, yeah. so we've got four more, and they're heavy hitters. Torian Prince. Uh huh. Uh oh, my nickname for him this is kinda good. The basketball player formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, good next up, Jalen Hands. Okay. Uh my nickname for him this one requires so much explanation, it's so bad. This is the girl. Oh, oh which is the right. quote from Mulholland Drive Mulholland for Drive, the, the yeah, mobsters dictate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's uh, a good one. Um, Henry Ellenson. Guy oh. di- didn't do a lot for the Nets. He honestly. got a nickname, though. Wow. Got a nickname from him. My first nickname for him was Conflict of Interest because he's only on the team due to the fact that Rock Nation reps him. Ah, okay. And the other nickname I had for him was Wisconsin Chocolate. Okay. Which was like kind of like the white chocolate nickname, but he's from Wisconsin, I guess. So, Wisconsin chocolate. And final one, David Nwaba. He is the proud owner of my oh, favorite yeah. nickname that I've ever come up with that you and Claire insist is a terrible nickname. <laughs> and that is Mr. David Nwaba Hood. Absolutely. You remember, I, I mean, a great, I like that nickname much more now than I did at the time. And can I tell you what my nickname was, William? Yeah, go for it. Bulldog. <laughs> wow. So that was a walk down memory lane. Those are that's just a taste of some of the worthless players we have spent countless hours talking about in the 200 episodes that have comprised <laughs> maybe next time's four year tenure as a podcast. It, it it doesn't it kind of make you William pine for the days of uh, of like a shitty team. Yes, like I, there's so much pressure now on this Nets team. You could just be like, "Hey, what if Nick Stauskas turns turns into something?" Yeah, every one of those players at one at least for a moment, maybe with the exception of Jalen Hands, who mm-hmm. I never thought was going to be good. <laughs> But basically every one of these other players, at some point I had convinced myself of. And it could be a brief point. It could be like a night, you know, because 
then they'd play in like their first game and you'd immediately immediately be disabused of whatever you thought. But all mm-hmm. of these guys I thought would be the thing that would turn this entire franchise around. Yeah, my favorite was how excited I was for Justin Hamilton. Oh, Jay Hamilton. Because he, yeah. he was supposedly a good three-point shooter, and then net, it was, like, horrible from three. They came up with a reason for – they were like, oh, but he his uh, contacts were the wrong prescription. So this should get sorted out soon. He'll be hitting threes in no time. And then he had the exact same three-point percentage <laughs> after that. Was a total scam the entire time. I too was extremely high on Justin Hamilton and <laughs> kind of remain so to this day. There's guys like Archie Goodwin. There are players, yeah, there are definitely players that we did nicknames for that are not on this. These are just the list that I pulled together. And frankly, I think we get the point, right? We've talked about we've <laughs> an, talked about some an hour shitty... and fifteen in. I think you get the point. I think you get the point. <laughs> Now let's get back to Carnation Talk. So maybe next time we can come up with nicknames for our current guys. Okay. Simon. Uh, We've got a a fun trivia podcast coming up in about a month. Uh, What else are you excited about um, in the the offseason here? You think any other moves? Yeah, I'm hoping for another center here. I'm I'm hoping for one. I mean, we need to get rid of a center first. Right. Well, that's going to be painful, though. That I'm not looking forward to, to see what, like, if if we do that, what sort of pain is involved in that. Um, but, yeah, um, but I think we need one more playable center, if, if you ask me. Or, like, maybe a power forward that we play at center. Like, I noticed Pauly Millsap is still out there. No, Paul Millsap could definitely be our center. Yeah, Yeah, I fear he'll get more than a minimum, which is all we can offer. But dream a little dream. He's Um, pretty old. Pretty wild. Yeah, he's like 35 or 36. He's, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying he's, you know, going to get a a big contract or anything. But um, anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping for that. And I'm hoping for more extensions. I forgot to mention. What, like from James Harden? Yeah, James Harden. Um, curious to see what Kyrie did. Yeah, I'm just curious to see if if those boys leave poor KD hanging out there. Um, I didn't realize that James Harden was up for an extension. He can, yeah, if he wants to. Okay. Um, what else might be? Oh, Summer League's about to start. Yeah, I think maybe today or when is our first? Do you have any idea when our first game is? Um, I think it's this weekend. I think okay. it's like Thursday night. So a week from now. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, this, next this, this yeah. coming, this com- like end of this coming week into the weekend. Gotcha, gotcha. That's when it starts. But Summer League in like Salt Lake City and some other city. That is not Las Vegas has begun, but there are very few teams playing in those. Oh, okay. Yeah, the real summer league starts later this week. Got it. Uh, are you going to try to watch any of the summer league games? I have no way to do that. You have cable. No, I don't. I got rid of it. You did? Yeah. Once the nets are out, I was out. Wow! How disciplined of you. Thanks, William. But you're going to start up as soon as the season begins again? 
Oh, probably. I mean, I gotta cancel that gym membership. That 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 that's my latest debacle. <laughs> Why? Are you just not going? Or well, I'm not. Well, you know, I had the the deadly disease, and then you know, even then, I'm you know, twice a week or whatever is like the most I would go, and it's just not worth it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We I know we gotta wrap these this thing up here. Oh, there's we're under no obligation to do so. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but but you're right. We 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 have been we have been gabbing for a while. Um, okay, we'll see if next weekend we can uh, we can record in person again. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and thank you to IRL Jay Z for the uh, well wishes that you sent. And um, so I appreciate that. And uh, to everyone else who was literally everyone but him, um, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and my sister actually sent in a very intriguing mailbag for us for next. Oh, time. great! Yeah, great. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and email your questions and or concerns to maybe next time at gmail dot com. And Simon, happy two hundred, baby. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. And make sure to review us as well, wherever you get your podcast. Five stars, please. Five star, five star only. Uh, I do a four and a half. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but just give if, us the If five. that's what you think you're worth. Uh, right. Value yourself. Uh, okay. Anyway, well, go ahead and uh, see ya. I was tired of my lady We'd been together too long Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada